You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 35. In today's episode, I'm breaking down my process for creating a strategic brand. Now, this is the process that I walk my custom branding and web design clients through, and I hope that it will show you how important it is to balance creativity and strategy when you are working on designing your brand. This episode is perfect if you've been curious about what it might look like to work with a brand designer or you're wanting to make sure that you're checking all the boxes of DIYing your brand design. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience, but building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Wetherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, you guys. I'm really excited to jump into sort of a different episode today. I have been trying to think through how I could talk a little bit more about my process of working with clients through brand design and on custom web design, and I wanted to do it in a way that felt really authentic and that would really be valuable to you, even if you are not looking to invest in brand design or web design in the next coming months or even in the next year. Over the last year, as I have really stepped into my niche of working with food bloggers pretty much exclusively, I have really been working hard on refining my process of working with clients to not only provide an amazing experience for my clients, but also to make sure that I am really providing a brand design and a strategy that is going to serve my clients really well. And so the more that I have really dug into that process and figured out what my clients need, the more I've really come up with my own foundation for branding and process of how I get to that result for my clients. And so I wanted to sort of peel back the curtain for you today and show you what that process looks like. And again, I hope that this either helps you to see what it might look like to work with a brand designer, some questions that you should ask a potential brand designer that you are interviewing, and to really get you thinking about what it looks like when you are combining both strategy and creativity. But if you are new to the podcast, I want to first start by just welcoming you and giving you a quick introduction. I know that for me, I usually skip past the pre-recorded introduction at the beginning of the episode, but if you're new here, hearing about my brand design process may seem a little out of place without a proper introduction. So my My name is Madison Wetherill and I am the brand strategist and web designer for my business Grace and Vine Studios, which is a studio that I have built over the last five years specifically with food bloggers in mind. I didn't always work with exclusively food bloggers, but I've been in the food blogging world over the last five years running a food blog and a design business at the same time. And last year I decided to step fully into my web design business to really be able to fully focus on serving my clients in the best way possible while also living a life that is the type of life that I want to live, which includes margin and family time and all of those kinds of things. So if you're new to the podcast, I'm really glad that you are here and I hope that you will get some valuable information out of today's episode. 
So I can remember when I first started offering brand design and back then, honestly, I just called it logo design and I was finding that people were coming to me and they were asking me for a logo and I was at a place in my business where I needed the work. So doing just a logo was totally fine for me. It gave me the work, it gave me experience, and it also helped people with what they were needing. But I have really refined that process over the last couple of years, and especially in the last year as I have worked exclusively with food bloggers. And one of the best parts about niching down and specifically focusing on food bloggers is that I've really been able to create a package that covers what my clients not only are asking for, but what they also need. A lot of the time, I have clients that come to me and they are looking specifically for a logo. But what I've realized is that a logo is really only one piece of the puzzle and sometimes it can be a temporary fix to a bigger problem that is their overall brand strategy. I've seen so many posts on Facebook groups where people are looking for just a logo or they're looking to spend just a little bit of money in order to get a logo to put on top of their pre-made theme. And I have been saying this over and over lately that food bloggers truly do need more than just a logo. You need more than just that one file that you're going to put on the top of your site. You really need brand strategy and a foundation for your blog to grow on and to grow into. I truly believe that having that brand strategy and having more than just that physical logo file is really going to help you build a foundation for your blog to grow on and it's going to help you to make meaningful connections with your audience. When you really think about building that brand strategy, you are really building a brand that is going to last. You're focusing on building a brand strategy and then applying that strategy to a logo design so that you can build something that is going to last you for the life of your blog. It's not going to be something where you come back in six months and it doesn't fit anymore because it's really rooted in that brand strategy and what your brand mission is as a whole. So part of my process is really blending those two sides of the coin, the strategy and the creativity together to make a strategic brand. One without the other is going to create something that is rigid, meaning it's focused on the strategy only, or something that's trendy and focused only on the creative side. So let's dig into my process for creating a strategic and heartfelt brand. There are four different things I want to share about my process that I think make it a truly successful process to create a strategic brand. The first is that my process is really collaborative. So when I work with a client, there are many touch points when I'm working with them to make sure that I really understand what it is that they're looking for. This is going to be taking into consideration what they're looking for visually and also what the story is behind their brand and what their audience is looking for and coming to them for. A second part of my process is that it's research-based. So I am doing research not only to see what the competitors are doing, other food bloggers, but also people in other industries, people that are not direct competitors, but have the same philosophies or same mentality of their brand that you do in order to make sure that your brand strategy and logo design are relevant to that market. So that leads me into the third point, which is that it is strategy-based. I am not designing a logo based on what might be trendy or what might be something that you found on Pinterest that you love and want to emulate that style. It's really from a place of strategy, knowing your target market, your target audience, and what your values are as a brand. And the last part is that it's creatively inspired. I obviously want you to have a beautiful logo, but like I said earlier, without the strategy in mind, it's going to be something that ends up feeling out of place or might become 
irrelevant in just a few months time or even in a year's time, but I want to design something that is going to last and be able to encompass where you are with your brand right now and where you hope to be in five years. Okay, so let's talk about how I get there. What are the steps that I take when I am working with a client in order to create that strategic brand? The first step is that we start with a Pinterest board. Now, a Pinterest board has become a very trendy part of a brand designer's process, but it is for good reason. Obviously, as a food blogger, you know how much is out there on Pinterest, and it's really easy to be able to collectively come up with images that represent what you want your brand to feel like. Now, with my clients, I steer them away from pinning images that have a lot of text on them or are specific logo designs. I do that part of my research on my own, and sometimes we'll loop the client in if I need to, but for the most part, these images are going to be just photos of things that represent your brand. So things that when you look at these photos, it really feels like you want your brand to feel like. I found when we really dive into having logos or other types of design elements on a design board, it kind of distracts us from building that strategy first before we find things that we like or that are creative and trendy. So we really want to stick to images that help us to capture that feeling that you want someone to have when they are on your blog or when they make one of your recipes. You really want to focus on the emotions and that side of things rather than the visuals at this point. Now, with that being said, you want to focus on things like the color palettes of images. So if your brand is really bright and cheery, you're not going to share a lot of images that are dark and moody. The opposite is true as well. If you want your brand to be more dark and edgy, then you're not going to have things that remind you of sunshine or a California beach. You want to really focus on images that reflect the way that you want your brand to feel. And that is usually going to include the color palette that you might want your brand to have. Now, step two of my process is a strategy questionnaire. Now, this questionnaire is a very robust look at your brand as a whole. I have gotten a lot of feedback from my clients that this brand strategy questionnaire is kind of difficult to get through. And it's not because the questions are hard. It's that they're questions that you might not have ever really thought about. So we talk about things like defining your blog's mission, talking about who your ideal reader is and what they're struggling with. This is probably the most important part of that questionnaire is really digging into who your audience is and what they're struggling with. Because I can tell you from experience with reading these questionnaires, the answer that I get back is never that they're looking for recipes. The struggle is much deeper than that, and the more we can understand that struggle, the more we can develop a strategy for your brand and for your content that is going to serve your readers in that struggle that they're having. We're also going to talk about defining your niche, and I have a whole podcast episode about this that I will link in the show notes, and you can definitely check out the show notes for sort of a brief overview of all of the steps that I'm talking about during this episode, but also any relevant podcast episodes that I've done in the past that fit into these different parts of my process. And then one of the other things that we do in this questionnaire is that we really dig into those brand keywords that we want to represent the feeling that someone will have when they land on your blog. A really fun way to dig into this section as a food blogger is to think about the five senses and how you want your brand to be represented with each of those senses. So you can think about what your brand might taste like, might smell like, might look like, and then what it might sound like as well. Another brand designer friend of mine asks this question in a really interesting way that I think has been a light bulb moment for a lot of my clients, and it's to think about what keywords or adjectives describe your blog, but then also the opposite side of that. So what keywords 
do not describe your blog. Something that I've realized in the last few months of asking this question is that sometimes people are going to use a word that means something totally different to them than it does to you. I might say that my brand is really laid back and casual, and I might be envisioning something like Pottery Barn, and laid back and casual to you might be Abercrombie and Fitch. There's so many different ways to interpret words like that. So when you compare together the words that you think describe your brand and the words that do not describe your brand, you really can come to a really good understanding of what you want your brand to feel like. And it's sometimes hard to do that with just five words. So I really like this balance of what it represents and what it does not represent to really give you that holistic view of your brand. I want to mention real quick why I have so many different touch points. And I really think it's because for some people, they can put together a Pinterest board with no problem and it will be perfectly reflective of what they're looking for. For other people, they really need to use words to describe what their brand feels like. And so by having both of these elements, both visual and written words, I'm really able to get a full understanding of what someone is wanting and how they would describe their brand to a friend. And so for me, coming to this process as an outsider, it's really helpful to have both of those touch points so that I can make sure that my vision is in line with their vision. So my third step is doing a strategy call. And in this strategy call, it's usually a 60-minute call where we just go back and forth and we just put all the pieces together. We will talk about your answers from the strategy questionnaire and we'll dig in further to those so that I can make sure I really have an understanding. And then from that conversation, I will pull out five to 10 brand messaging key points that I think are really crucial to your brand strategy. And these end up being phrases that you can use in your email newsletters, or maybe in different parts of your blog design if we're working on web design together. But it really just gives my clients a good foundation of what they want their brand to be. And then they can look back on those phrases later on whenever they're trying to figure out maybe if a blog post idea fits within that, or if they are working on a new digital product in the future, they can really come back to these brand messaging key points to make sure that whatever new venture they're trying to go down is in line with the brand that we've designed. The strategy call is actually one of my favorite parts of this process because it's when I really start to see the light bulbs go off in my clients' heads and it really gives us a chance to really dig into your blog and maybe some of the struggles that you've had in the past and how you can pivot and move forward with this new brand strategy to attract the right audience and really connect with them on a deep level. We talk about things like increasing your traffic or content strategy or how to connect with your audience, your freebie, your email marketing strategy. All of these things naturally sort of come up depending on the client and what they're looking for and needing. And it's been a really great way for me to be able to help give my clients the branding pieces that they need in a logo, but also the strategy to implement them in the future. So this is one of my absolute favorite parts of the process. And I want to mention here that I'm more than halfway through my process and we really haven't done anything with a logo yet. We haven't even looked at what things look like visually. We've really just talked about the heart and the strategy behind your brand. And I'm really passionate about that being the first step of my process, or in this case, the first three steps of my process before we ever get to the visual side of your branding. So with that said, the fourth step is that we dig into an actual inspiration board. So I take a look at your Pinterest board and look at the strategy questionnaire that you filled out and really figure out which images of your Pinterest board are really representative of those keywords that we talked about, who your audience is, and what you want your brand to look like and feel like. 
So I refine that Pinterest board down to about nine images and make sure that all nine of those are really in alignment with who you're trying to attract to your blog and what your mission is for your blog. This is going to be a combination of images, textures, patterns, and colors that are all going to reflect those brand keywords. So if you are DIYing this part of your branding, what I would say is really to dig into the strategy of your brand first. And again, I'm going to link to a bunch of podcast episodes in the show notes for that, but really figure out the foundation of your strategy first. Then you're going to try to pull it all together through images. So for you, you might create a brand board that has those nine images that really feel like your brand. Sometimes those are going to be your own food photography images. Other times they might be food photography images that are more of what you aspire to have. And sometimes it might not even be food specifically, but I find with most of my food blogger clients that the food usually is very representative of what they are doing. So it usually fits in really well. And for me, having this part of my process makes it really easy for us to replace images or to move things around if things aren't feeling totally in alignment, but it really makes sure that we are on the exact same page visually before I really dig into things like color palettes and fonts and all of that fun stuff that comes as part of the branding itself. Okay, now that we have done all of that brand strategy foundation work, we are ready to design the actual logo and branding. So the color palette I choose usually comes from the inspiration board because of the images that we've chosen, and it also comes from color theory research. I want to make sure that I'm choosing colors that are going to be reflective of the emotions you want someone to have when they come to your site, that they're also going to match visually with your food images. And so there's a little bit of research that comes into play for this. If you are DIYing this part, again, I would just say to look up the color theory of certain colors to make sure that it's in alignment with your brand values. So once I've taken the inspiration board into consideration, I will start working through various layouts and font combinations, color combinations, and things like that, using everything from the inspiration board as sort of my backbone of the design. I will usually work on between three and five concepts before I choose one or two to refine. And I always present only the strongest concept to my clients. In the past, when I used to present multiple concepts, I found that both logos might look totally different and have a totally different vibe and clients would want to combine elements of both of them together. And it ended up having a very mix matched or kind of uncertain vibe to the logo rather than having a really strong brand strategy for that logo itself. So I will work through all the different options on my own and then get one concept that I feel like is the strongest to connect with your audience. To be honest, because my process is so in-depth and has a lot of strategy, I usually can nail the vision with the first logo design on the first try. And that is something that I think is a true testament to this process being worth the effort that I put into it. But if we need to tweak or refine the primary logo, we do that before we move on to any add-ons or graphics. So again, if you are DIYing this part of your brand, my biggest advice would be to lay that brand strategy and brand foundation out first, then design your logo. Then you can take that logo and use it for things like Pinterest templates or your media kit or any of those other graphics that are going to be part of your blog. But what I have seen in the past from people who try to DIY their branding is that they tend to kind of piecemeal things together along the way. 
So when you do this foundational work and then you choose fonts and colors and what you want your logo to look like, you're really going to have a much stronger foundation, even if it's a DIY logo. And then you're going to be able to use that as the starting point for all of your other graphics that you're going to need on your site or as collateral items like your media kit or business card, etc. So those are the five steps that I take in order to create a strategic brand. Now, it might sound like there's a lot of work that goes into this, but this is truly why my clients are getting so much more than just a logo design. They are getting that brand strategy, those brand messaging keywords and key phrases, really understanding their brand from a holistic perspective, and then they're getting the visual elements to represent it. And I think that The clients that have walked through this process with me, I have heard them tell me how much more confident they feel about their brand, whether that's sharing their brand with their audience or sharing their brand with a brand that they're trying to create a strategic partnership with. Either way, they just have so much more confidence about what their food blog is and who they're trying to attract to their blog after going through this process. And again, if you are DIYing this, you can take these same steps to a degree in order to really create that foundation for your brand. And I want to make sure that I mention that because I want this episode to be valuable for you, whether or not you are looking to work with a brand designer in the next you know, few months or a year. I want you to be able to look at how this process works for my clients and you can take it and make it your own to really create a strategic brand for yourself until you're ready to invest in custom branding in the future. I really believe that even if you aren't at a place to invest in branding or custom web design, you can still have a strategic brand and you can do things from a strategic perspective, even if you are not at a place to invest yet. So I just wanted to really break down that process for my clients and I hope that it will inspire you to really take a step back and maybe take a week off of posting to really dig into your brand. Even if you have a logo, you can still put together all of these other pieces to make sure that your logo is in alignment with that foundation foundation for your brand. And even if you remove the branding part out of this, having that brand strategy is really going to be the foundation that your blog needs to grow and to really make connections with your audience. Because the more clearly you can explain your blog's mission and what it is that you do to your audience, the more you're going to attract those right readers who are going to just love your content and want to make every recipe that you share. I really believe that those true fans are out there for you when you dig in and you do this work to create your brand strategy. Okay, friends, I am really excited to be able to share this process with you. I hope that it was helpful for you. And if you dig in and you really do this brand strategy work, I would love to hear how it goes and some of the things that you discover along the way. Okay, that's all for today. So until next week, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.